Hey friends, welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast, as implied by its title, is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout season two of the Preacher's Devo podcast, I will offer you an analysis of 40 of the top Christian hymns of all times. The composition of these hymns range from the 1700s to modern day time. Much of the information that is shared on this podcast is found from hymnary.org. Today's hymn is titled To God Be the Glory, which was written by Fanny Crosby in 1875. The hymn contains three stanzas and a refrain. Let me read them to you. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son, who yielded his life an atonement for sin, and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. O come to the Father, through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Verse 2. O perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, to every believer the promise of God. The vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. And then verse 3. Great thing he hath thought us, great things he hath done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son, but pure and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport, when Jesus we see. Before we explore this hymn, let me give you a little bit of background on this wonderful lady named Fanny Crosby. Fanny Crosby was born on March 24th of 1820. She was born in Putnam County, New York. Her childhood was very interesting. At the age of six weeks from maltreatment of her eyes, during a spell of sickness, she became blind. At the age of eight, she moved to Ridgefield, Connecticut, and it was there that she received a fantastic education from the New York Institution for the Blind. Later on, in 1847, she became a teacher at the institution. She taught English, grammar, rhetoric, and American history, all while being blind. Her teaching years were a productive time during her life, where she wrote many songs for a Dr. G.O.F. Root. But the most interesting thing about Fanny Crosby is the fact that she met many important people while teaching at this institution. She met Presidents Van Buren and Tyler. She actually met the Honorable Henry Clay, the governor of the state of New York, Seward, and General Winfield Scott, as well as other distinguished characters of American history. In connection with meeting with these notable men, Fanny Crosby had the honor of being the first woman whose voice was heard publicly in the Senate chamber of Washington, D.C. She was known for her poems, as well as her hymn-writing skills. By the way, she only wrote about 8,000 poems. While at the teaching institution, she learned how to play the guitar and the piano, and she had a clear soprano voice. Her hymns are one of the most inspiring today. Now, her model for life is what is super interesting. She wrote this at the age of eight, and here's what she says. Oh, what a happy soul am I. Although I cannot see, I am resolved that in this world, contented, I will be. She's known to have said that 
If it had not been for her affliction, she may not have had so good an education, nor so great an influence, and certainly not so fine a memory. She indeed was a remarkable woman. Now let's examine her most famous hymn, To God Be the Glory. This hymn, by the way, is sung in many lectionary weeks for many different denominations, including the Baptists, the Lutherans, and the Episcopalians. The hymn is certainly filled with Christology, that is, the study of Christ, the exaltation of Jesus Christ, is seen throughout the hymn because she begins with the words, To God be the glory, great things he hath done. And what is the great thing he has done? Is that he so loved the world that he gave us his son. And his son was given to us to yield his life as an atonement for sin. And then she says, because he has done that, he opened the life gate that all may go in. May go in where? Well, to the presence of the glory of God. This first verse indeed evokes Psalm 126, verse 3, which says, The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. We also can think of John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And as to the atonement of Christ, 1 John 2, 2 comes to mind. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the world. And it is through Christ's atoning sacrifice that we are able to indeed fellowship in the presence of God to enter the life gate and go in. Now, the refrain of the song is indeed beautiful. It is a cry for worship. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. This exclamation of praise the Lord really brings to mind Psalm 106.1, which says, Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he's good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Also, Psalm 111, verse 1, which says, Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. Indeed, perhaps Fanny Crosby had the book of Psalms in mind when she wrote this refrain. The idea of the people rejoicing perhaps comes from Psalm 117, verse 1, which says, Praise the Lord, all nations. Laud him, all peoples. But the most important part of this refrain is this phrase, which says, O come to the Father through Jesus the Son. You see, Jesus Christ is a mediator between God the Father and us. And that is why she says, and give him the glory, great things he has done. Jesus Christ deserves all the glory for what he has done for us. Indeed, he saved us from darkness into the light. Now, verse 2 begins with this sentence, O perfect redemption, the purchase of blood. Well, this purchase of blood is the great thing that God has done for us, the great things he hath done that is mentioned in verse 1 and also in the refrain refers to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross for us. Here I'm reminded of 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, which say, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but it was with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Here too, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 comes to mind, which says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. And it is through the blood of Jesus that every believer can hang on to the promise of God. The promise of what? The promise of redemption. 
even as the song says, the vilest offender who truly believes, who believes in Jesus with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, that they receive the pardon, that is the forgiveness of the debt of sin that is due to us. Christ did, he does, and still will forgive the vilest of offenders if they come to him by faith and repentance. Now, Paul knew this, and that's why he wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 16, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. You see here is his Christology coming out like the Christology of our hymn writer today. Here is a trustworthy saying, he says in 1 Timothy 1.15, that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Indeed, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice and let the people rejoice for the fact that Jesus Christ saves us, the worst of sinners, and brings us into a wonderful relationship with himself. Now, verse 3 is the final verse of this hymn, and it says, Great things he hath taught us, great things he hath done. And what has Jesus taught us? Well, all the things that are recorded to us in the four Gospels. And that is what we are to teach others according to the Great Commandment in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Great is our rejoicing through Jesus the Son, and indeed it is. We have much to rejoice because of our salvation. Now we do look We do look forward to the time when the purer and higher and greater will be that moment of our wonder and our transport. In other words, our arrival when Jesus we see as our hymn writer Fanny Fanny Crosby tells us that we one day will see Jesus and all will be made well. And part of our teaching of the great things that he has done is that there are greater things to come. And one day we will be in the presence of the Lord, praising Him. Perhaps with this refrain, Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give Him the glory and great things He hath done. That will be something for sure worth singing in heaven. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Preacher's Devo podcast. And before I let you go, let me give you your Hebrew and Greek word of the day. Our word for today is the word glory. In Hebrew, the word glory is the word kavod. Kavod. An example of the word glory in the Hebrew Bible is Psalm 19, verse 2. A psalm of David, Mizmor le David, which says, The heavens declare the glory of God. Hashamayim. Mesaperim kevod el, kevod el, there is the glory of God. And the Greek word for glory is the word doxa, doxa, where we get the word doxology from. This word glory in the Greek appears, for instance, in Romans 3.23, which says we all have fallen short of, or have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, the 
Tes doxes to Theo. Doxes there being the word doxa, the word glory. And indeed, to God be the glory. Thanks for listening, and feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family. Enjoy this version of To God Be the Glory. To God be the glory, great things He has done, so loved He the world that He gave us His Son, who yielded His life and atonement for sin.
Great things He has taught us, great things He has done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son, but purer and higher.